KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble. Yes, fam, welcome back to the mini. Hey, this week, uh, this is a little pre-recorded intro, actually. I've come in this week. Um, Very exciting news. I've become a father. It's incredible. I'm so happy. I'm so, I've got baby brain to be honest. I can't even string a sentence together, but it's been an incredible, incredible first, uh, nearly week with young Maximilian. And, um, I'm so excited to take you guys behind the scenes, tell you what's happening and what has happened over the last week, but I'm going to give it another week. Just all sink in, go home, spend time with our, our boy and, um, and really enjoy it. Cause I can't thank you all enough quickly just to jump on and for all the incredible messages of support this week, it's been truly, truly um, over overwhelming. Yeah, I've been even just really emotional with with all the incredible messages from the community of well wishes of the family and and everything alike. So I can't thank you all enough for that. Can't wait to tell you about the the story as well. We'll go into that in next week's mini about how Max uh, came to be, the hospital, heading home, what I've learned thus far, um, how much sleep I'm getting. And um, what I'm absolutely loving because it's just, yeah, it's just so, so special to be um, at the moment. And, and Juz, I just can't, yeah, be prouder of what she's what she's doing. So I'll save that for next week. Really, really excited. But for this week, I thought it'd be cool to check in with our friends uh, Jasper Pittard and Tom Campbell. Jasper Pittard, former AFL player from North Melbourne and Port Adelaide and uh, current AFL player Tom Campbell from the St Kilda Footy Club. Prior to that, North Melbourne and prior to that, the Western Bulldogs who are working with an AFL player initiative, which is called Footy for Climate, which is all about just raising awareness for climate action. Um, when the boys first contacted me and we've been working with them at Producey for a while, helping produce uh, the Footy for Climate podcast called The Cool Down, and that's uh, also in conjunction with Bank Australia, have been awesome um, to work with on that one. And and the team's done an awesome job producing this podcast, which basically just gives an insight into climate action. And that, that to be honest, concerned me when I first started because I was like, Jesus Christ, my backyard's not not clean here. Obviously, I try and do everything I can and try and work on things as best I can with the climate, but um, I don't know a lot about it. And, and this is exactly what the show is about. It's an education piece. It's teaching us about how we can be better, um, giving a bit of an insight into what you know we're actually going through at the moment in Australia. And the boys are doing an incredible job. So that's what the cool down's about. I sit down with them and, and have a bit of a chat about the show and what guests they got coming on. But yeah, couldn't be more uh, proud to work on something with with the with the lads and obviously Bank Australia as well, putting this one together. And the team at Producey have done an awesome job putting putting the show together. So I hope you enjoy it and um, look forward to chatting to you next week uh, about all things Maximilian. Yeah, welcome back to the minis. Hey, how good is this? How good is this? It's really good. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. It's awesome. Jasper, Tom, it's good to have you in. Thanks, dude. Um, the boys from Footy for Climate. That's us. Yeah, yeah, the name. So it's been a remodel as well. I kept calling it AFL um, Players for Climate Action, but 
new name, Footy for Climate. Yeah, Footy for Climate. Maybe we should go You're the first one ever to get AFL players for climate action right the first time. Yeah, I like the... Well, the name was such a tongue twister that I knew I had to sort of get that one correct. Um, But yeah, I like the rebrand. It looks good. Yeah, it was um, important for that reason as well, just the the tongue twister nature of the the first name. It did serve a purpose, but... um, yeah, I mean, along the journey, we've evolved and realised that, you know, we serve more than just AFL players yeah. in this climate journey and movement. So uh, we want to, yeah, be part of doing some work in the community and, and protecting grassroots footy. So um, yeah, love and footy for climate just sounds a lot better and rolls off the tongue nicer. Yeah, how good. Hey, we're going to have some fun, but remember, you're not on AFL 360 today. We're allowed to let loose, have a bit of laughs, <laughs> as well. We're going to be talking about some important uh, stuff that you boys are doing, which is really exciting. But I want to get into your news. Yes. Father. Yeah. To a... Th- Three weeks. Three weeks. Three week old. Three weeks young and three boy, days. Julian. Yeah, Julian. How, how did it all go, mate? Well, it went really well. Um, we sort of had an unusual sort of um, start to the whole labour thing. We, yeah. And wasn't quite sure whether she was going into labour. And we said, hey, this morning we were sort of like, oh, well, maybe this is what late stages are like. And I was like, well, look, I, I do have to go to the footy soon. So, <laughs> you know, if you're feeling okay, like. Um, was it before gonna, a practice match? It was before a practice match against the D's. And. Um, yeah, and was you know being pretty coy. She was like, "No, I think I'm, I think I'm feeling okay." And then I was about like, Ben Brown was actually going to drop me at the game. Like we were going to go to the game together. So like we live really close. Good mates played at North together, <clears throat> and um, Brownie was like, "Yeah, mate, I'm half an hour away." I'm like sweet. Um, and then I said to Em, "Yeah, Brownie's going to come in half an hour," and. She was like, no, I think we have to go to the hospital. Oh, so I called him God. straight back. I was like, mate, I think I'm on. So, um, yeah, it was this, um, yeah, it's sort of you have this vision in your head of what that time is going to be like. Kind of went nothing like that, but it was still really awesome. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the little guy turned up at 10.37 on the 24th of Feb. So Exciting, man. Um, yeah, Congratulations. He did you a solid because I don't think it was a great day for the Saners and that pracky, Grundy, Gorn. Grundy, Gorn, 35 degrees, six-quarter game. Um, yeah, oh. look, I don't think I was set up for a good one, <laughs> yeah. so the little bloke knew and he came right on time. <laughs> Fantastic. Already uh, playing his role. We love that. Hey, boys, talk us through um, Footy for Climate. Obviously, we're doing some cool stuff together at the moment with the release of the pod, and big thanks to Bank Oz for, for helping us out with that one too. Firstly, maybe how have you boys want to jump in, but what's, what is Footy for Climate? What has it sort of developed into? How did it start? And then talk about the recent venture that we're, we're jumping a part of. Yeah, so it's um, we're we're a non for profit. We began thinking about this idea sort of off the back of the the bushfires in 2019, 2020. Our training was interrupted in that preseason because the smog had floated through to Melbourne. Um, so a small impact to us, but um, compared to what others were going through, obviously. But it was kind of a bit of a like shit. Like this is the kind of stuff that is potentially caused by climate change and you know we haven't seen aflw games and and pre-season trainings being rescheduled and postponed and um obviously grassroots footy around the country is way more affected than what we are at the elite level but i just sort of started this broad conversation in that period and went up to the hub which was a crazy time as we all know we don't like to remember too much about the hub but one kind of positive that came from that was that we kind of picked up on this climate conversation again and we're lucky to be connected with um, Emma Pocock from Front Runners, yeah, wife of uh, Senator Dave Pocock, and she's sort of been supporting us along with the team there ever since. And yeah, I guess long story short, we sort of started as could we wrangle a few players together from different clubs who might be interested, sort of a bit of a committee kind of thing. And then, yeah, got talking to more and more players over the journey. Um, you know, I was out of the game at that point, so that was sort of my my role. I was doing that um, almost full time. Tom was still playing, but. Yeah, we've just sort of 
developed to this stage of like we've got an opportunity as um, footy players and as a code and as an industry to um, move towards a more sustainable future. But, you know, how can we actually be leaders in this space? And I think sport and footy over the journey has done that so well in so many different social issues. And this is sort of what we see is like the next big thing that we all need to tackle together. So, yeah, lots lots going on and lots happening. But um, I think a big part of what we're going to do is connect with footy fans and, and our you know other footy players within both the men's and the women's comp. And the podcast is something that um, you know, we're really excited about that will help us achieve a bit of that. Yeah, love it. I think a big one for me as well, being involved, and we've known each other for a while, Jasper, but, you know, you were asking me about sort of being involved. And I've been pretty public on my – um not – not public, but I've been open on to you always on my stance was like, fuck, I can't get involved in this because my backyard's not clean. Like I don't know. Like obviously I try and do everything right, but there's so many things that I can improve on. But it's always been a constant message to you guys is like, this is an education piece. It's not like a lecture. It's not about having to know or needing to know everything. It's, this is a place where you come in and as long as you're interested, you can learn so much from it. Like, did you know a shit ton about this time before you got started? Absolutely not. And and really the, the starting point was from a place of concern. Yeah. You know, Jasper and I were looking at the communities around Australia being impacted by these bushfires. I, I don't think anyone can forget the, the images of Malakuta being evacuated from the beach. Um, like we were, we were sitting at training and that looks like a war zone and it was, you know, a few hundred kilometres away from where we were sitting in Arden Street. And you know, we started in this place of concern. It's probably something that I've been aware of my whole life, but not really been that active in. I sort of carried around with me a lot of guilt as well that I wasn't doing enough. But then we just thought, look, let's just do a bit of education. Let's jump on some webinars. Um, let's connect with other people that are doing some great stuff. And then we, yeah, we, it sort of kept rolling from there. And we sort, sort of thought how how we could use our, our platform, engage with other players, um, and you know, really, all the way through, we've just we've just raised the ambition a little bit more, connected with more players, taken opportunities that are in front of us. Um, you know, we, we made a short film, our local, that was all about connecting, uh, you know, current and past players. Deal, you were one of them, um, back with their local community clubs and talking about the impacts that climate change is having on those clubs, but also the solutions that we can all be a part of together. So, yeah, for me, um, I didn't really know a whole lot other than I was really concerned about it and. I think, um, you know, as AFL players, but really anyone, we have an opportunity to just connect with this issue by telling our own stories. We don't need to be experts. We don't need to know all the science, um, but scientists are telling us that it's time to act right now. Talk us through the the cooldown. Um, what's it about? Who are we going to hear on it? And what's the format? Well, I think it might actually be, be worth stepping back with the cooldown name and, and where that actually comes yeah, from. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, Emma Pocock uh, and and her husband Dave um, started the Cool Down campaign, which was an open letter in the lead up to COP26, uh, which was calling for greater ambition from the Australian government, um, particularly around a, a net zero target for 2050, which we didn't have at that stage. For those out there who don't know, like myself, what, what does that mean? What does that mean, like to be net zero? Like, does that mean to have no... So it's not, it's not a, an absolute zero emissions. Yeah. That's not what it is. It's about um, meaning uh, that... That what you draw down, um, so sequestering um, is sort of uh, plus what you emit, and so so your your, your fossil fuel emissions yep. um, equal zero. So mm-hmm. um, there's lots of emissions that are really hard for us to to eliminate right now. Um, so particularly around flying, you know there aren't electric planes at the moment, 
Um, but you can achieve net zero if you draw down those emissions with offsets. Okay. Um, so you know it's a really it is a really complicated space and and it can be really hard to wrap your head around. Uh, it was really difficult for us at the start as well because there's so much terminology um, that you have to you, you have to start to to get across if you if you want to. Um, you know, do what we're doing, but um, but really, what the cool down campaign um, was and why it was so powerful was just saying that um, the experts are telling us that we need to achieve these targets, um, and as professional athletes, um, we're calling on the Australian government to do more. Um, so. The, the campaign was really powerful, had I think more than 480 athletes from over 40 sports around Australia uh, and some really big names like Mark Webber, Mick Fanning, uh, Pat Cummins, um, Dave obviously was um, you know, the original um, signatory to the letter, um, but over 180 um, AFL players as well. Hmm. Um, and so we thought that that campaign was so powerful um, but it only lived for that moment, and uh, it was it was sitting there, and we thought it was also a pretty good name too. Like if you're thinking about climate change and sport, the cool down is sort of uh, the perfect name. But um, I think Jasper had the great idea of reviving it into this podcast. You know, I think you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wasn't did. me. Well, joint effort as always. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just seemed like a natural name. We've asked for permission, of course, for Em and Dave, who were, were happy to let us. Um, evolve the name I suppose and yeah it's obviously we all know what the cool down is after a game of footy or stretching or pretending to stretch when yeah. physios aren't looking so um, <laughs> yeah it just seemed like a good fit and um, yeah a good way of explaining the story of the podcast as well and continue on that work and yeah really excited eight episode first season three are out third one today so third one today is um, a little bit about the science but the basics really just kind of as we've mentioned as Tom's mentioned, we don't need to be experts or need to know everything, but mm. I guess what we want to provide on this um, first season anyway of the cool down is just some really general basic knowledge that will be helpful for you to start that journey, to have conversations with people and yeah, some really basic science stuff that, you know, is very easy to sort of digest for most people. And, and I'm very much still at that stage. Like, although this is my work day in, day out, I, I know what I'm good at talking about, but I certainly, there's a lot of things that are a bit over mm. my head and that's when I lean on people that, you know, we're lucky enough to um, be connected with to sort of explain things more. But um, this this series is about bringing more and more people in so that they feel, um, you know, connected to the issues and comfortable to talk about it. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide live with no ad break during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy. Available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Talk us through some of the episodes that you've released so far and what's to come. What players are involved? What are the topics? Um, what can people sort of expect to learn about? Like we are had uh, big Mitchie Lewis in recently, um, Phil Davis, and um, yeah, a few other giants as well. Who? What, what's been um, some of the episodes? 
Yeah, so I think, well, we kicked it off with um, just Tom, myself, and Izzy Huntington, who um, Giants player, but also works for Footy for Climate as our player engagement manager. So it was kind of a bit of a introductory episode, not really specifically about a topic. And then, yeah, as of episode two onwards, it's really about delving into a different topic. So mm-hmm. we begin with Phil Davison and um, Re- Rebecca Huntley talk, sort of talking about how you can have conversations, sometimes tricky conversations or, you know, just like the basic stuff, like what to ask, you know, what's, you know, there's no dumb questions we'll say, but people often feel like that's a barrier. Then, as I mentioned today, is a bit more about the science basics. Um, and then Mitchie Lewis comes in on ep four, talking with um, Greg Mullins around, about floods and fires. So Greg Mullins, uh, um, sort of the OG firefighter in Australia, amongst many other things. He's been on the Climate Council. He's an advisor to fire squads all around the world. He's, he's the guy. So awesome chat you know and that that episode is a little bit heavy at times because we're talking about Mm. some kind of the heavy topics of uh, heavy parts of climate change but then we get a bit slightly more light-hearted in the next episode with craig rucastle in which is um you know tom was geeking out pretty hard recording i'm a massive craig rucastle fan yes the um the chase is war on everything i was just i just used to love it the stunts that they used to pull and then um when Craig started the war on waste, I, was, I only watched that because it was because it was Craig. I'm so, gonna look up Craig. I know the name, but I'm trying to picture what he looks like. You're uh, definitely gonna know Rue Castle. Uh, Rue Castle. Rue Castle. Yeah. So Australian comedian. That was um that was really fun, and I think just a good like I think with this podcast series, we um we want it to be informative. We want people to learn a little bit more about our players who, so yeah, there's a player in every server. So we don't want it to be super serious all the time. We want to talk about solutions, but, you know, have a bit of fun with it. So that's certainly an episode that, um, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing the, the final version of that because we had a lot of fun with that. And then we've got a great episode um, uh, hosted Tom steps away for, for an app as host. So we, we let Nick Barr come in and, and host one on women in climate, which is um, an awesome episode. We've got some amazing guests in the in the women female guests in the climate movement um it's a bit of a longer episode too actually because we had three so that's exciting um got carl amon coming on to talk about climate justice um from a first nations perspective and we'll round out the last episode with um uh yeah a couple of big name guests we might even leave that as a bit of a oh bit of a surprise teaser. We'll teaser. Okay. surprise because oh, we're new to the podcast <laughs> space but yeah. we're savvy i like the surprise <laughs> teaser it's yeah. good i always tease things that i don't know what's going as well it's just like you just tease it <laughs> put the like, pressure well, on must the, be something the, cool coming that's exciting yeah we'll just put the pressure on the team you have to love that which is me so yeah um boy talk us through and not to like scare anyone or anything like that but talk us through just some maybe stats that get you guys motivated to go, fuck, we need to do something. Like, Is there something there that's like a little anecdote or research study that you just go, fuck, how is this a thing? For me, um, there's definitely the those stats around you know, how long we have left that, that are really scary. Um, I, I also try and look at it from a really positive lens as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's not difficult to, to find, um, you know, things like tipping points and positive feedback loops um, and, it, you know, they're pretty scary. So, you know, tipping points with certain emissions where we can't, you know, come back, come back. Yeah, wow. um, positive feedback loops where there's enough um, energy in the system. So warming that uh, other things like permafrost will melt and that will release methane, which accelerates climate change even further. They're really scary. And I think that's all out there. And, um, 
you know, that, that message has been shared for a very long time. I think something that we haven't had as much of or enough of is messaging around the solutions that are available right now. And so something that we want to do is make sure that we're um, – well, one, really supporting the communities that are the most impacted. And from a football standpoint, that's our community and grassroots yeah. footy. Um, but we know that there are solutions right now um, to the problems. And some of that is, you know, directly dealing with emissions. Um, some of that is in climate adaptation and risk mitigation. Um, and we want to connect with those solutions, the people that are leading that work, and we want to support that to connect in with communities and grassroots footy. Uh, and, and we want to share the, the positive so stories of amazing things that are happening. Um, and, you know, that that's what sort of motivates me to keep doing this work. Um, we know that the negative stuff, we know the scary stories, um, it's really difficult to confront. Um, but, you know, what keeps me coming back is is how we can all be a part of you know, working towards the solutions together. Yeah, a couple for me, um, based on a bit of a research that we've done, but also um, the Climate Compass, which um, Dr. Rebecca, Rebecca Huntley, who was on EP2, did a bulk of the research for that, was um, sort of the segment, like segmenting the Australian population and what they're, where they sit in terms of their levels of concern. And what's really mm. positive, it's about 5% or 9%, somewhere in that range, that are actually sort of climate denialists. Who So we're actually... That's a small part of our population. I think where what's exciting is that a large part of the population, you know, in Australia but around the world, are now they understand that this is an issue and we need to do something about it. So we're not actually having to have that debate as much anymore, like convincing people. Well, well, with people. Rebecca, it was that 91% of Australians are reachable with climate messages. Yeah, right. So, yeah. you know, it is the vast majority and, and you hear about the, um, you know, the climate deniers and, and, and the people that, um, you know, you know that we see in our comments as well that are trolling us. But um, you know, they represent a really small um, vocal minority. Um, you know, they're nine percent. They're not even a double-digit minority. Um, so it it is you know really heartening to see that ninety-one percent of Australians are, are reachable with the right message, and and potentially um, you know the role that we can play is in that maybe the science isn't cutting through, that it's too dense or that it's um, too hard to engage with and that stories about our own personal connection to the issue, um, our connection to the people, the places, the game that we love might be that thing that cuts through for these That's a really good point. People. I think I think you're, that's hitting the nail on the head there because for a lot of people, including myself, the, it is dense. It is very hard to sort of think about um, and that's, you know, I'm not embarrassed saying that, like it's not probably something that I go home and read um, you know, essays about on the internet, but hearing it from players' point of views, how it's affected them personally, seeing obviously the stories that you were talking about earlier with the bushfires and and everything like that, it actually hits home a lot more and it's a good way to be able to engage more in this side of things and go, fuck, this actually is this actually is happening across the country. Yeah, and I, I think that was kind of the other point I was going to make is part of my sort of job early days in our organisation's life was um, getting around to the different playing groups across um, the leagues in the AFL and um, doing a bit of a survey. And, yeah, it's, it's a similar number. It's about 91% of our playing group are concerned that, A, climate change is having a, a, a current impact, but it's also concern of the future of footy and, and what impacts will be felt um, down the line to the future generations. So that that like is a really positive. Was a really I guess it was a bit of a green light for us that yes we've got players who will jump behind us. Um, and just on that sort of personal story side, like the great thing about footy is it's so loved across the country. 
so many different communities um, love footy um, mm. and it's no different in our playing group. We've got players from all walks of life, you know, a really multicultural game now, which is great. So climate change means something different to so many of those different communities and players. So we can actually tell stories coming from so many different angles, which I think is really important. And as you just said, you know, for me as well, when I sit on my phone and I digest information like the things that i'm watching more are like the short videos um podcasts um you know small snippets that you read as opposed to probably you know i'm not going to go probably read a novel myself as well so i think we can we've got the ability to kind of do some of that kind of communication and and be really creative with it and, and as tom mentioned before where we can like really enhance those kind of solutions and positive stories that are happening love it hey before we jump into some other stuff give us and i don't want to uh, I don't want to steal all the content from the show. So a little bit of a sneak peek. Give us your top three things that someone can do from zero uh, base of climate awareness to that they might not know might be good for the environment that they would they potentially would have no idea about. Number one would be uh, listen to the cool down. Oh, yeah, um, of course. <laughs> very good. <laughs> no, but I, I think um, as Jasper was talking about some of those small snippets of, of education and, yeah. and, and communication, there's some fantastic resources out there. The Climate Council have some fantastic resources. Their social media puts out mm. really great little snippets and positive news stories that are, that are happening um, around the place. So I think for me, number one would be, you know, following some of those really great accounts that are doing some some great um, communication. Yeah, and their communication styles are catering for people that we're trying to yep. sort of um, speak with as well. It's about like bringing people on board. So that that's a, for me, it's just like educating yourself where you can, and we don't want that to be like a chore though. So there's some great things, and um, yeah, I think Project Planet's another great one. Front runners who have supported us have a really great content as well. I guess. Something that pops to mind, though, if, if you're someone who's, you know, pretty passionate about it, but you're maybe not sure what your first step might be, things just like having conversations at your workplace or, you know, asking your employer, like, have we got a, um, any policies or have we got a, a pathway to becoming more sustainable? Like, I've, I've found that that's been a really effective way, particularly for some of our players who have gone to you know, people at their club to ask those questions and it's actually engaged this broader conversation mm. and actually we're starting to see some things happen at clubs now because those players have actually asked those questions. Well, the one questions. that you were telling us about with Tom Hickey with the recyclable plastics, not you know, getting that taken out, was that got it taken yeah. away from the Swans? Yeah, well, it was at the hub. So it was yep. when we were in teams were like sharing the hotels and because of COVID, it was like, I think it was a sanitary thing, but every meal, so like if you went to get dinner, like and you were eating meat and salad and this, they would all be in different plastic containers. So it'd be three things to for one meal basically, mm. plus, you know, plastic knives and forks. Um, so Tom, yeah, as I think he's called the eco ruckman in around the traps. Um, he was there. just, he was just, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Well, Tom. Okay. Tom. He, was, he was the original eco ruckman. 1v1. 1v1 eco. Yeah. What, what do you reckon? How oh, do we settle it? Mate, that's got to be a center bounce off. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be a center bounce off. And it's like tapping plastic containers into the bins. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. like you got yeah. one at 12 o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock. Yeah. And you go up and you've got to tap it yeah. out into the bin. How's your craft and yeah. how are your recycling credentials? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be it'd be a good battle. I don't know who yep. to go with. Um, but I think it was a bit of a like common sense thing yeah. for for Tom as well. It was just like this is just madness. Like we're just going through so much stuff. But yeah, it was an example of him being frustrated enough to then go and talk to management staff, and then um, yeah, then that we just had normal knives and plates as as per. So I think don't underestimate 
like I think we all think we've got to be physically changing stuff in our life all the time or, you know, um, sacrificing things. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think having conversations is really powerful. Um, obviously, on an individual level, waste at your house, um, the amount of stuff that you buy is something that you can always um, moderate, always um, find a balance with, um, you know, whether it's eating slightly less meat by no means do you have to not eat meat that's or become a vegan i don't think that's what anyone's asking you and it's not necessarily going to mean that the the world's going the problems are going to be solved but those individual things it's more about just um finding what would work for you in your life and and, um without having to sort of drastically change your life as well but Mm. i think the education piece is a really easy way to start yeah i think one final one is is just if you are struggling with some of that sort of existential climate stuff, it can really help to join a team. And and whatever that team looks like for you, for us, it was, you know, creating footy for climate, was a for place for climate action. Um, but, you know, it could be something at uni, there might be some sort of group that you can be a part of, but, you know, connecting with other people and, and working on, you know, the solutions that, um, you know, that are already available together um, can really help. Awesome. Yeah, and I guess, as well just like for those who are in a position to you know switching to um renewable energy i mean it's not always uh, an option for everyone unfortunately and hopefully over the years you know it's going to be become a lot cheaper for, for families to kind of make those switches but you know if you are in that position you know there's some really obvious ones and you know our podcast is partnered with Bank Australia, so moving your money um, away from fossil fuels is another great thing. That it's really easy step to, um, you know, changing your banks over or, or where your super is and that kind of thing is actually a pretty easy um, process to do a lot of that stuff, and and that makes a massive difference because I guess where the money is 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 sort of has a big impact. So if we can pull as much money away from the fossil fuel industries and put them towards um, renewable energy, then that'll go a long way. It's easy to get overwhelmed, but I think it's like you said, just get into that. And something that I'll be an action I'll be taking today is following those accounts and getting just starting that education, storytelling, and that's how it'll all begin. So I appreciate you boys coming in today and and sharing the cool down, also the footy for climate stuff. Um, the link will be in the show notes for all those pages and also the podcast. Make sure you guys check that out. Um, we'd really appreciate it. It'd be it'd be really really cool, and I'm hoping that we can um. Yeah, have an impact. I know you guys are, but we're happy to play a very, very small role in it today by getting some more people and getting it in their ears. Before we finish up, though, I always finish on the Friends Club. Welcome to the Friends Club. And this content could be anything, but you got to recommend a few shows. And it could be, you've recommended your Climate Action accounts already. Is there anything else you want to recommend to the people that you've been watching, listening, reading, uh, consuming of late? Climate related or just uh, (laughs) if you don't watch anything else, then it could be. But there's well anything at all. Look, just like little Julian has just arrived, three weeks old. Uh, We've just been watching, you know, obviously lots of telly, but we've really found ourselves in this sort of this loop of like quite full on like serial killer UK drama. Yeah, wow. Like yeah, so that's been pretty fun. Which show? Well, it's actually a bit of a bit an older one called The Fall. Um, oh, I've seen The Fall. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, it's really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's really full on, really yeah. very heavy themes, probably not appropriate for three-week-olds. But, no. Um, yeah, that's that's my There's another my one that's good series. called Christchurch. Christchurch? Uh, it's similar to that, like, UK. You know how- Broadchurch. Broadchurch. Broadchurch, sorry. Yep. Christchurch is in New Zealand. Think, like, yeah. holy shit, is there no, a Christchurch no. massacre? No, no, no. Show, that would be no, full that's on. Not I don't that. want to No, it's Broadchurch, which is very, very good. But it's funny how in um, Australia, you know how, like, there'll be an actor and you'll see them in literally every single show ever made. Like, you know, they're in <laughs> Neighbours, Home Away, 
fucking like uh, what's the other show we have called here? That the only other one that I know, um, Gangland. What's it called? That Underbelly. Uh, underbelly. That's the <laughs> one. Gangland. Gangland and Josh Church. Um, they like just rotate the same actors through every yep. single show. UK is very similar. Yeah. Like you'll watch three murder mysteries, and they've just got the same people that go through all of them. Um, Broadchurch, as we said, The Fall, and there's one more called Line of Duty. Line of Duty, yeah, is unbelievable. Yep. They are they make some really good TV um, television. Um, Slow Horses is another one that we've been watching. Slow Horses, Slow Horses. Okay, yep, yep. Interesting. Um, really good. <laughs> I'll look into that. A little bit of MI five. I love the um, MI five. Bit of spy A- stuff. Yeah, a bit of AS twelve. Don't know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's in there. No, AC twelve. Sorry, anti corruption. <laughs> yeah. Anti corruption. Yeah, that was one. Um, you following that suit on the uh, crime PVC? Not so much. I mean, now? I'm I'm somewhat kept in the climate apocalyptic world, and I'm watch. I've just finished The Last of Us, which is um, oh know, yeah, most of the world's watching that, yeah, so it's good. nothing new. But I um, really enjoyed that. It wasn't I didn't play the game, so I wasn't. It was all a bit of a surprise to me. But another one that I love that is a few years old now, but he's finally just starting to get a bit of the kudos it deserves. Um, is Mister In Between, which is ah uh, yeah, like, I yeah. I would Jared say Linus looks exactly like the guy. <laughs> one of my teammates, Jared, one of my former teammates. Do a side teammates. by side for me on Jared Linus. Okay, we'll and, get that up. Yeah. We'll get that up. Oh, Mister In Between. Oh my, the Australian. One. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. So Such I think a good series. Uh, I think it's starting to get a. Yeah, get a bit of a rap now, but I've just I watched it a few years ago. Yeah, that's on binge, by the way, team. Couldn't believe Heck, why no one was talking about it. I'm like, this is so good. Um, one part of that now, I don't want to be rude to uh, Scott Ryan or Ray Shoesmith. Uh, his name's Scott Ryan, I think the actor. <laughs> yeah. Ray's his name in the movie, uh, the series. Sorry, but the only one bit of that series that I remember going, mm, "Come on, I don't know if that would happen." Is the part where he's like walking the dog and then just all of a sudden this incredibly beautiful woman just comes up to him, starts talking to him, and then they just date. I'm like, Scott, like in the movie, you're not like the most appetizing sort of guy. Like I just didn't think that that would ever happen in real life. Well, that's showbiz, man. Yeah, that's, that's showbiz. Like, I just thought that bit was a little bit far-fetched. But, you know, good to see it. Like yeah. maybe it, it does yeah. happen. True. Though. Maybe we just don't know about it. No, you're right. It doesn't happen to me, that's for sure. But um, Ray Shoesmith, an assassin by profession, finds it difficult to juggle between various roles of father, lover, and friend. Hey, really, really good. I actually really rated that. It's actually amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. I would say it's like as good a TV as it has ever been made personally. Yeah. There's you some really did, good you did give the very hard recommendation to me and M, and we, we did enjoy it. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's only you, three you, seasons and yeah. they're – 25-minute episodes. So. Well, you say as well on it like you think it's going to be hard-hitting because it's like a hitman basically, but it's not sort of like hard-hitting, if that makes sense. It's like a, just a, it's almost like it's almost like funny in, in a way. Yeah, it's, it's almost, wow. Yeah, yeah, and he's – good at this. Yeah, he's the, he's the – yeah, he's the, the ultimate anti-hero that you, you love. You love, so it's, yeah, um, you love him. Yeah, it's great. Recommend. What was odd? Oh, sorry, just on uh, The Last of Us before, I know you're saying it's you know, anti-apocalyptic, a uh, little bit, you know – climate actually foreseeable what could potentially happen in the future we'll hope not but how oh, crazy that i reckon i'd go all right <laughs> you reckon you go all right how crazy <laughs> is it like the um the fungi messaging through that now have you guys heard i'm sure you're across the you know fungi and um psilocybin and all these parts about the mushrooms and how much they're in the earth like if anyone's out there listening to this you gotta go listen to uh the podcast on joe rogan with the guys, mushroom guy. The mushroom guy. Now his name. Yeah, it's like these are the people we should know names yeah, of, but we yeah, never do. Yeah. But at least we're we're halfway there. We're we're recommending 
this guy who knows what he's talking about. Yep. We just don't quite know his name. We vaguely listened to oh. something a while ago. Paul Stamets. His name is. Now, know. this guy is absolutely incredible. If you go listen to Paul Stamets within two episodes on Joe Rogan about mushrooms, um, if you've listened to that, tune in. If you haven't, go listen to it and then come back to this conversation. But around how much fungi is like a hundred, what is it, 80% more than um, tree roots. There's more root fungi roots than 80% of tree roots in the world. So 80% of dirt in the ground has fungi root in it. And then you get this series about like this ant, uh, like a pop apocalyptic show that talks about this. You like go, fuck, this is actually full on because it could literally do this. Like we are mushrooms, basically. This is what this guy <laughs> says. Like we come from fungi. It's mental. Yeah, I think uh, I don't want to say too much because I would get it wrong, but um, yeah, like well, it's like somewhere like parts of the world that have like those massive fungi forests, and they're like the big like the biggest organisms on the world because they're like col- like they talk to each other tens of kilometers apart. Yeah. like they're all interconnected and all it's that. It's mental. Kind of thing. It's mental. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to tune in. you got to tune got, in. I've got, I've got nothing to add. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This in is all new to me. Okay. Tune Pedro in and we'll Pascal talk about it. is just a reason enough to watch that show. Oh, no. I watched that, I watched that oh, show. Watched yeah, show. but that's not science. That's just that's Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bit of science. This guy, um, Paul Stamets, listen to those episodes and we'll come back and talk about it because I could talk about it all day. Um, I would 99% sure that I would stuff up all of the stories, you know, when you retell them, like they're not what they are and the stats are not on. So please don't take my word for it. Listen to the episode and um, do your own uh, research on that. But hey, boys, so good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Check out The Cool Down. Check out Footy for Climate on all social media. We'll have all the links in the show notes. But, um, boys, you're doing a great job. So thanks again for coming in. Thanks, Dil. Thanks, Dil. Thanks, boys. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free drink play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide live with no ad break string play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble.